You are listening to the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast, a Canadian guide to building dependable wealth. Join your hosts, Richard Canfield and Jason Lowe, as they unlock the secrets to creating financial peace of mind in an uncertain world. Discover the strategies and mindsets to a financial future that you can bank on. There are powers of influence who would like nothing more than to keep the control and flow of wealth to themselves because they know something that you don't. If you want to create true intergenerational wealth and experience a new level of long-lasting financial independence and stability you know that your family deserves, then you need to understand how to control the banking function in your life. There's a system you can implement that will help you take back this financial control. Understand it and then own it. Make it part of how you and your family live. Go to wealthwithoutbaystreet.com forward slash masterclass to register and start the process of becoming your own banker. Well, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Wealth Without Bay Street. We welcome our listeners from around the globe, the ones on YouTubes, the Facebooks, every other podcast platform on the planet. That exists. Joe Rogan has nothing on us. We (laughs) got a bigger offer for our podcast, but we turned it down. Because we weren't going to, we're going to Spotify it on. And we're just incredibly excited and honored to be joined by a very special guest, Barissa Strook, who is um, amazing. Now, beyond being the founder, the president of Boss Events, and being the number one most trusted event planning organization in North America. So we're not just talking about Canada, U.S. markets as well. She knows how to plan an event, let me tell you. Oh my goodness. If you visit Boss Events, if you look at the catalog of photographs and just how passionate Barissa is about making an event so incredible, then you'll be just as delighted as we are to know her because uh, she's amazing. And now, due to COVID, Barissa's got a great story to share because she's, you know, much, uh, much like many other businesses that rely upon people being together and gathering Physi- at events. Physically speaking, yeah. You know, she had to pivot and, and she had to adjust and uh, that is true to form. Barissa, she is incredible in the way that she adapts and, you know, a subsidiary business that she'll tell us a little bit about Boss Industries and working with a licensed medical device provider and having that courage and that capability and commitment to continue operating as an entrepreneur. And it's the same type of courage, capability, and commitment that was utilized when she decided to embrace the concept of infinite banking. Absolutely. And so, Barissa, we are honored that you're with us here today. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. Both of you, thank you for that incredible intro. It's really pretty good. <laughs> and it was unrehearsed. It was actually really good. Yes. Um, we, we, well you're amazing. And so can you tell us a little bit, I, I think our listeners would really enjoy hearing a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. You know, what, what inspired you to create Boss Events and, and then lead us up to COVID and how you had to adapt and, and shift in your business. I think it, it's going to be an amazing story. Take us through that. Okay, well, it started, uh, first of all, I thank you again for having me on here. I'm very excited. Great to see both of you, albeit virtually, second best thing, I guess. Uh, so thank you. I started in events, not even understanding that there was something I could do as a, and make a career out of it. So I was 
working in Toronto on a thesis, poor, starving student, and, and human-computer interaction. And my uh, advisor said, you really need to go to this conference in Vancouver. Just get there, volunteer, and so on. So I volunteered, but all the positions that were available were no longer about the conference. They were with working other uh, organizers, with conference organizers. So I worked my butt off for 10 days, <laughs> nonstop, and at the end of it said, hey, I, I've got an act for this, I like it introduced myself, told them I'm American and Canadian. If there's ever a job, let me know. They were impressed. They called me two weeks later. And then I moved to the Annapolis, Maryland, which was lovely in and of itself, and began a career. There I learned ins and outs. And sort of the focus was I got to plan and organize special events within the conferences that we were putting on and found that I preferred that over the actual meetings and conferences themselves. Learned all the tech stuff and figured that if I have to work this hard for anyone, I'm going to do it for myself. You're here. Fast forward, moved back to Canada, got married, had my children and needed a job, wanted to do something, was, you know, wanted to get back out there in entrepreneurial spirit bugging me. So I started looking for work in the events world and nobody would hire me. So I thought, this is unbelievable. I did all this negotiating and planning for big multi group, you know, big groups, big companies. So I thought about it and realized that the difference was that I was saying, hi, Richard and Jason, I'm Barissa and I'm super extraordinaire event planner. And the response typically was, that's awesome, but we don't need one right now. Mm. So then I called the next day and said, hi, I'm Barissa calling from Boss Events. And all of a sudden there was an interest. So it was a very valuable lesson and started planning, moved back to Edmonton. Then somewhere along the line, my brother, one of my brothers said, you got to listen. I heard this thing, this, this interview with this man called Arnelson Nash and Jason. Uh, they were talking about this thing called IBC. you got to join in on this webinar. So I listened. I was <laughs> like, yeah, 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 whatever. And I then, I think it was the first time I met you, Jason. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh, please. I've got term deposit or term insurance. I don't need, what is this guy talking about? I'm paying 40 bucks. I don't need to pay more. Why? And I think I was probably giving you a really hard time. Yes, I, I do recollect. Uh, <laughs> I do recollect, Which I do yes. apologize for immensely, but you were very patient, very calm, even keel. And unbeknownst to me at the time, it started my path with you as my incredible coach through the journey and introducing me to my favorite IPC community of members, like Richard and Winnie and George, like, ugh, love you guys. And I've had the honor of meeting Nelson Nash. And through all of that, step by step, and I started out with you with the process of, well, how much can I afford? What can I do? Not really understanding yet completely what it meant, but with a mere couple of hundred bucks a month, instituted my first policy and soon realized that I could build a system of them. Fast forward again, I started using it for my business to supplement as I was new in Edmonton and starting to get my business up and running. Right. It was my cash flow. And now, especially since COVID, gift of time, I've been listening to you guys reading <laughs> my favorite books. All right. Yes. Trying to implement all these uh, steps and processes in place along with coaching. Uh, Richard just finished helping me last week. It was a great guide. So... I don't know. All I can tell people is I'm calm. I don't know how I would have ever survived without this. And 
I'm not like your other guests where I have multi-million dollar projects or something going on, but I have hope. And, and with your help and uh, putting in business elements or processes in place, it's slowly but surely. What's that? How do you, it's not a Nelson Nash-ism, but how do you eat an elephant? <laughs> one bite at a time. That's the one. Yeah. So it's, we're just getting through it. Anyway, it's been a very exciting journey and I can sleep. Like I'm not stressed by this at all. And I'm really happy that I've been able to listen to your fabulous podcast and listen to your other guests because it's exciting. It's, it's nice. So very anyway. interesting to hear you say that. And thank you for, for that, that story, but also, you know, you know, talking about having hope and how you're, you're calm through, um, you know, an reminds me of an expression that Jason used to tell me many, many years ago was walk calmly through the halls when everything else is chaos. And in the event world, things, despite all the best planning, you have to leave this extra level of room for the chaos that will ensue because someone doesn't show up on time or yeah. this light's not working or, you know, any of these number of things or something didn't show up when it was delivered for the event. And so you have to, you know, you got to be able to be calm during those situations and be able to help, you know, provide guidance, give people direction. And I think the infinite banking process, people who are embracing that, that as you've described, they have a, a, a better sense of calm than everyone else around them just because mm. of the virtue that they have that, that peaceful, stress-free thing in the background that they know has been ticking away there, doing its job and slow and steady. It just keeps on going. You know, it's like, it's like the Energizer Bunny there. It's not pink, but it's the same kind of concept. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, it's amazing to, um, you know, as you were describing, you know, your journey where the point began for you and your your journey with the process of becoming your own banker, it, uh, it it brings back so many wonderful memories because the time has gone by so fast. And if you think of all the community events, all the times that we spent with Nelson, all of the times that we, we've spent, you know, you and I together, and it, uh, wow, the, the time just goes by too fast. It really does. Yeah. And one thing that I've uh, shared with all of our listeners, you know, being that, uh, and I should have mentioned earlier, forgive me. So being part of the client series, as we call it. And um, it, the one thing I, I really admire about Barissa is that she doesn't have a quitting bone in her body. And it's so amazing to see, you know, such a strong entrepreneur who just won't give up. And that takes a lot of character and a lot of courage. And so, for you to, it's also very inspiring to absolutely, people, especially the you know the young young females who are looking to step in for into business, and you know you you by by being who you are just by the virtue of that you're creating uh, you're, you're a role model for many other people whether you know it or not. Thank you. Isn't that good? That's really good. <laughs> and so, what inspired you to to branch into and create a subsidiary, Boss Industries? Very curious about that. Well, as you know, in COVID times, my ability to bring people together virtually came to a screeching halt. Right. And so I thought, okay, well, what do we do? What do we do to, out of this? You know, after the stun, <laughs> stunning sort of stop, um, I started thinking about what might, what events might look like. I mean, what are the protocols of being put in place without knowing, because really the guidelines are changing and being updated daily but a few things are still there and I don't see I don't foresee disappearing in the near future in public gatherings one is wearing masks I also 
thought, well, what am I going to do just to have cash flow because I want to keep putting money into my premiums, right? I need to continuously do that. What do I do? So I have a team. They're ready to do something. I was introduced to someone who is a millwright and does um, light industrial cleaning. So he said, hey, I can't manage this part of it. Are you interested with your crew to take this on? And just put lipstick on a pig, as he said, and make it look great, you know, get it ready to, to, uh, to hand off. So we did, we did that. And that, that was wonderful. That sort of started sowing the seeds. And then I had this opportunity with one of my partners who used to do fashion shows uh, in the industry, reached out and said, look, we're selling these masks to Simon's. Do you have any other contacts through all of your contacts in Edmonton that we could branch out into? So I thought about it and I did it, started doing a whole bunch of research on it and I thought okay I like this product this is the nicest one I've come across I thought this lends itself well it's not really boss event related but it's part of this umbrella of boss industries and that's how that essentially started and that turned into getting in, interested in and researching uh, technology for thermal cameras and how it can be applied you know, going into a hotel venue so that my clients feel comfortable when they have an event and their guests feel comfortable. So little baby steps as we move into the new, the new normal. I hate to say that, but it's interesting that. So what I, one of the couple things I picked up on that, and I'm, thank you for the way you described it, is that you, you asked yourself questions, right? It's Nelson, you know, it's Nelson channeling saying you got to think on your thinking, right? And you're asking yourself questions. There's a problem that's been identified. So you ask yourself, what might I do? What might that look like? What could it look like in the future? And so your brain's going through this spider web of ideas that's now generated because you asked yourself the right type of question. Yeah. And and it's through that creativity and the, and the creation of possibility that it led you down the ability to say, okay, well, here's an option and here's an option. And here's an option. And they're not directly event businesses, but they they will correlate to what I have to be prepared for for when events are back up and running so it's it's all very logically thought out even though they're disconnected they're connected at the same time and I, I think that's very very profound and it's really uh, starts with the way that you you assess the situation and you ask yourself questions of possibility that's an that's an entrepreneurs do right you take you take something from a low level of productivity and you raise it to a higher level of productivity mm-hmm. and that's precisely you know what what Bruce is doing here which is uh which is it's excellent and you know when you when you think about everything that it took to get your business running to acquire uh clients to maintain those relationships you know what advice would you have to so there's a listener there's a you know a a, a female entrepreneur who's ambitious, has a great idea, is thinking about embarking on their own entrepreneurial journey. What advice would you give to her today? Deep breath and start a policy. (laughs) No, honestly, and I'm not saying that because I'm getting, you know, slipped paid under the table or something. No, I'm serious. You could do it yesterday. And as you've often spoken on your podcast, as Nelson Esch said, it's long-term best time to start was yesterday the next best time is in fact today i mean i can't i i even i've created a little spreadsheet for myself (laughs) and it it tracks my my uh my cash value as it grows every single day 
and I like it because, well, who doesn't like to see cash values or money like trickle <laughs> up and up and up? And I like it. And every year there is a guaranteed, well, it's guaranteed to keep growing and I get these dividends nonstop. I know those aren't guaranteed, but they have been doing well. And you, thank you, Jason, have helped me set up my via the profit first uh, discipline in where I allocate those funds. I happen to have a system of policy now that I sort of arbitrarily named the policies what they're going to be according to the profit first model. Nice. <laughs> I love it. That's a great idea. I have Congratulations. One, I have my profit. I have my operating CapEx one. And so I deliberately put money into those. And I often, I mean, I talk about this more than I talk about events with people. I like, I am passionate as you know, uh, I love it. And I tell people, look, just start. And I take that little spreadsheet I created and I show them. I said, look, look what it does. This is day to day. I'll show you. And then we it launches the explanation and then it allows me to go, okay, look, I can't talk as a experienced practitioner because I'm not, I'm not licensed. I can't give you that advice, but I can tell you this has saved my bacon. Wow. <laughs> and it is what you need. You need capital, right? You That's need right. cash flow to be able to go start. And the difference between me starting a new subsidiary company now versus during COVID, no less, as opposed to 12 years ago when I came here and started Boss Events or restarted it in another city. So I have money now. I have something that I can pull on that didn't exist before. And that is my biggest message to any entrepreneur, especially females who have a heart, like it's a tough one. And to your point, Richard, events, I mean, they are, it's crisis management all the way, every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so the last thing you need is to have that added stress of where's the capital going to come from? What am I going to do? Well, I, I appreciate the, the advice of, you know, hey, start a policy because it's, it's, it's more about um, positioning. We all know that the time is going to go on anyway. Yeah. And yes. another event, it's, it's not a global pandemic, but it's a something. It's a national something. It's a provincial something. It's a municipal something that's going to come up and it's going to have an impact on whatever your business is. It will arise. Well, do you want to be, you know, it's, there's that expression, do you, would you rather be looking at it or looking for it? Right? Well, when it comes to your capital ability to access capital, you'd rather be looking at it. And the way you do that is you start putting the steps in place today to make that a reality. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you, you know, when you encounter something, it, one of the questions, you know, that um, I heard mentioned at um, Joe Polish's uh, Genius Network event, and uh, you have to forgive me, I can't recall who to give credit to for that. Um, but one of the questions that, you know, came up was, okay, throughout this experience that this, uh, this entrepreneur's family was sharing, sadly, the, the entrepreneur himself had passed away. And it was uh, a really, you know, really heartwarming story. And the family had said, you know, one of the things that, that he used to say all the time was that, if, if he was faced with an obstacle or something was happening, he would say, basically, you know, is this happening to me or for me? Big, good. big, right? Really big That's difference good. in how your brain... Immediately starts processing. How you process that and, and your whole perspective, you know, changes. And so I find myself pondering that, you know, if I'm faced with an obstacle, I ask that question, is this happening to me or for me? You know, what what lessons are there for me to learn? How can I, how can I grow from this? Because, you know, uh, nothing, I, I just could never think of anything that could, 
you know, take, take Barissa's ambition or perseverance away. You know, it's, uh, and again, when I think about, you know, I really want to make sure we give credit to her for this event business. It's phenomenal. She's, you know, if you imagine that, that restaurant tour, okay. So think of that amazing restaurant that you love to go to, not only because the food is amazing and the people, but you could literally look at any piece of cutlery you could, and you'll see the owner of that business literally shining everything and making sure it's perfect and welcoming every guest and making them feel warm and welcome and at home. That's how Barista approaches an event. Mm-hmm. Like it has got to be pristine and it's mm-hmm. evidenced by and inviting. Yeah. And it's evidenced by your, the photographs that you've taken. of phenomenal. Now. Thank you. You know, what's interesting is that first of all, that's a very amazing trait to have because it okay. follows you anywhere. Yeah. Right. In every area of your life. And I just think it's so important for people who are listening, who have an entrepreneurial aspiration that what I would take away from that, if I was hearing it would be, okay, I have to be very, I have to be very um, careful and deliberately, um, you know, thorough in, in everything that I do, because it's only going to help enhance and, and really increase your chances of success. Show up in a way that no one else is showing up. And that's one thing that Barissa does really well. And, you know? and on that note, you're now looking at, okay, well, we've got these protocols. And it doesn't matter where, you, where you're located, if you're listening to this in you know, Texas or if you're listening at this in Ottawa or wherever you're located, every jurisdiction has had a different impact and there's a different, some different protocols in place about how they're reopening things. Uh, how is it going to work in office situations? How is it going to work at, at the hotels where these events are typically held or, or large event centers. And so, you know, you're, you're trying to figure that out and, and work through it. And you've got some interesting ideas on that. Maybe can you walk us through a little bit of what you've been thinking about in this, this post post COVID reality of, of how, how people need to be considering that. And maybe if they're in the event space, event business, or they're just looking to attend events, how they might want to be doing things a little bit differently. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in fact, in, you and I spoke a little bit about some ideas, asking me those same questions, which spurred on an idea to put together a, a summit of sorts, an education, you know, summit for the industry or industry partners, because we are all questioning and looking. I mean, there are certain protocols in place. You have to do anyway in an event for liability, logistics reasons, and so on, plus the look and feel of an event, of course. But not only are your clients, but your guests are wanting to make sure that they're safe in the venue, that there's sh- that you can even go to the venue, that there are the PPEs set in place, and that the distance rules or protocols, whatever they are per province, city, are adhered to. And uh, we're all asking, and everybody's sort of waiting for this big event to happen. It's like, okay, so so. And I want to do that event. Okay, <laughs> the money where the mouth is and make this happen. So I've put together some tips on, um, on, you know, certain things to consider, make it fun, make it still interesting. You know, for example, every, you can walk in and as your guests come in, they can wear a wristband, you know, uh, a red, green and yellow, for example, a red means 
back off, keep your six feet away from me. But it can be fun, right? It can even say it on that because you have to consider other elements like people might be colorblind and not know necessarily. Right. So you would write it out. Then yellow would be, yeah, I'm okay. You know, you can come up to me, but be, stay away. And then green is, look, I'm cool. We can go hang out at the same table. It's fine. And it's a nice, subtle way without people feeling awkward or weird to just break it and have fun with it as well. Just so, like setting your meal preferences when you want to do a meal, exactly, but now you're, cho you're choosing exactly. your COVID distance preferences for the event. That's a, <laughs> that's a super interesting idea. Actually, that's a great way to say it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, those are, and so I'd like to have an opportunity to discuss some of the other bigger issues that affect us. Uh, everybody talks about the insurance element. Um, you know, in our contracts, when we write it, we need legal advice. Uh, what's the force majeure? What does it look like? You know, the acts of God and so on. How does it apply? What are we doing when we write up our contracts for customers or clients? Uh, insurance, how to pay? Where does the funding come from? The financing for it. Of course, I would love it if, you know, we can have an IBC session in that involved because it is important. Uh, people don't know. People don't know where to turn to. Another one would be your accounting. How does the accounting work with this? You know, it just there are about six sort of big topics to discuss. Right. We were considering having a, a, a mixture of actually implementing the rules. We're allowing 100 people in. The other part would be done virtually. And then there would be breakout sessions where people in the industry can come up get together and literally we're pioneers and breaking ground saying what are we going to do How, what does this look like and let's get creative collaborate i know it's one of your favorite words jason <laughs> it <laughs> sure is it's i i mean what a better opportunity than to do that now yeah and, i mean two people who are in the event space that would might normally be in competition in the same kind of region well exactly. now you have a you both have a vested interest in trying to get events off the ground again and you have the ability to do something maybe grand and unique and new and different that's going to support everyone in the industry. And I think that's phenomenal. That's Absolutely. a, that's, that's the, um, changing our thinking. It's all Nelson would say, it's all about how you think it's all about how you think it's all about how you think. Yes. <laughs> right. And now, uh, Barissa, maybe share with us one of your fondest memories of Nelson. Oh gosh. Oh, what an amazing man. I feel so blessed and grateful that I had that opportunity to meet with him, not once, not twice, but thrice. And I remember you and Richard would introduce him and you'd be full of energy. But I remember the first time I met him, he was just, it was his voice. It was soothing. It was comforting. It was like listening to my, my granddad tell me a story and just wide-eyed, soaking it all up. And I love the way he could do that pause and then kind of giggle, you know, he'd tell you something funny and everybody would have that delayed reaction and giggle. He must have just had a giggle inside as well. Yeah. And then, you know, the lessons been because I was able to hear him more than once, see him more than once. I mean, just gentle, calm soul. That's what he was oozing out. And he just wanted to share and, and, have you learned something, you know? Mm -hmm. So whilst I didn't understand it immediately, I really appreciated that I had that uh, foundational, I guess, background. And I, if anybody has heard your podcast or listen or go back, I mean, there is, you can listen or download and buy that, uh, invest in rather the, the, his DVDs. Brilliant, 
brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And then follow up because from it are more questions. And of course, what did Nelson Nash like to do? <laughs> Ask the questions, keep changing, learning, you know, that it's, I wanted to add something, sorry, my brain just kind of jumped to your point, your question earlier about what to say to other entrepreneurs, women, females getting into us. And I said, start the policy. The thing about the pandemic that is, and I'm not talking about the health aspect of it and that it's, you know, freaked everybody out and shut down the global economy and so on. I'm not in my industry, in events, unless your career, you know, hired by somebody to be an event planner by the city or a company, you're an entrepreneur and you're always looking for it. So it's seasonal. Right. And again, the policies are in place there for me to, to deal with the tide goes in, tide goes out, the ebb and flow of the industry mm -hmm. and the financial in and out. So this was just kind of like, well, I didn't really have any events scheduled for those couple of months anyway. So I'm okay. Right. And that's the, those are, you were saying that something's going to happen. It may not be another pandemic. God willing, yeah. Uh, but it might be something, and the other something might be that it's just you know your job is as good as tomorrow's lunchtime, as the old saying goes. Mm -hmm. So this could have been, this is just another example of it. Awesome. So, in my industry, anyway, <laughs> that, I just want to add that. Thank you. Well, I, I appreciate that's that's excellent. And for for anyone who's listening, and we're gonna have some uh, stuff in the show notes as well for you to access uh, some of these great tools and resources that Debrissa has been talking about. Um, we just want to make a mention for uh, tipsforthetop10.ca, and that's uh, tipsforthetop10.ca, uh, and that's 10 written out, T-E-N, right? It's full word. Correct. Correct. Um, so there's going to be some awesome stuff you can download there about, you know, this this uh, post-pandemic realm that we're going to be entering into and some ways to rethink your thinking when it comes to attending events or mm -hmm. sponsoring or putting on one. Maybe you're a company and you're thinking about planning an event uh, to kick things off again. Um, you, this is going to be an invaluable tool or set of tools for you to start to think about that and, and really plan and prepare for it. And I, I would have no, I have no doubt that, uh, uh, that our wonderful guest here will be open to consults uh, virtually, of course, to discuss that and, and, and possibly in person once it's available as well. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Me neither. I miss <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Likewise. Well, that, uh, you know, one of the things that we always like to do, Bruce, is, you know, you've been... Um, you know, listening to uh, to our podcast. Thank you so much for doing that. Do you have any closing remarks that you'd like to share with with our listeners? Well, you're not going to ask me about the hero. I sure am. Oh, <laughs> ah, <laughs> That's see, what was coming. I was ready. She's great. So I... <laughs> I, he did that on purpose. He just wanted to get you off your game a little bit. Uh, okay. Uh, honestly, you talk about how important it is, and so does Nelson Nash in his book and through this, his um, well. They're not really seminars anymore. The when he did his uh, presentations, his educational presentations, you need a coach, and I know you've said that many a time. And I need a coach. I mean, it's it, you absolutely need it. You just I didn't learn how to cook just because I woke up one day and there it was. I mean, even my grandmother helping me or even picking up a recipe book. Absolutely. But what is exactly, actually, there's a good example, five and three eighths. What is that? Well, it turns out it's a half a cup and two tablespoons. <laughs> Didn't know. Needed some coaching. So I Googled it. <laughs> but some things you can't Google. You want to talk to. You need to, you know, my grandmother would say, it's just this. Just touch it. You, you just know by looking at it. 
you don't unless somebody's coaching you right. and this whole process with infinite banking exactly the same but i'm telling you that is i'm eternally grateful to nelson nash for coming up with this concept to my brother for pushing me into listening to that webinar by jason to having met jason becoming friends for you supporting me for having the opportunity to meet with Richard, have these sideline chats as well, the constant support from you guys. And I am i can't wait to get my next policy. Oh, we I'm appreciate saying. you, you're awesome. And you know where I'm going with this, not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> and so, you know, knowing that uh, when you think about how you impact other people's lives in a positive way and the value that you bring to others, who do you want to be a hero to? Absolutely my daughters. Uh, my background is in women's studies. So there's that, that little elements already there. And to other women entrepreneurs, especially in my industry, because it it's, it's hard. It's a hard one at times. I mean, there's so much great about it. And you have to be passionate, just like with anything, to s succeed, I think, in it. And, and you really, really need to have the not the ability not to worry about where the funding mm. when you need it comes from so i say that's who i want to be a hero to my girls can get anything out of it they of course have their policies and ask me questions about all the time and i'm trying to get as many people in my industry that i meet uh to check it out to talk to you guys and and read nelson's book so thank you that's that's uh is that good? Is that what I... <laughs> that was terrific. And so with that, we thank, we thank Barissa for being our guest here on another episode of Wealth Without Bay Street. Richard, my amazing, awesome friend, colleague, um, compadre. Sometimes the mic guy. Sometimes the microphone guy. <laughs> the better back guy. Uh, any, back guy. any closing remarks, Richard, that you want to share? Well, I just want to share with our listeners, you know, we're, we're, we're producing these, we're having a lot of fun doing it, but more importantly, we're, we're getting a lot of value too. When Jason and I have these conversations, we talk about them before and after and how excited we are to, to meet with our guests and, and just get to know them even at a deeper level and get a chance to hear from what's going on inside of their world and how, how their world can have a positive impact on yours. So we appreciate you for listening, for tuning in. Um, we appreciate any feedback and, and that you can provide that that goes a long way to helping us uh, get ranked on these types of podcast players and things. And we just appreciate you to keep listening. And if there's something you want to hear or a person you want to hear or us to try and, you know, knock on their door and get them on the, on the show, um, let us know that too. And we'll, uh, Hey, we'll do what we can. Who knows? Guy's the limit. Except for Joe Rogan. Yeah. yeah he, he, he's, he, uh, he won't be a guest cause okay. he's busy. Apparently, uh, he's, uh, he's got over got at new, Spotify, got a new deal. Um, but who knows? Maybe we'll go up there. <laughs> <laughs> and I would uh, I would close in saying too that um, you know to all of our listeners, uh, go ahead and uh, smash the like button, comment, rate the show, give us five stars. We love five star reviews. Yeah, those are generally the best. Those are generally the best. Unless ones. they give you an option for ten, you can you can you can do that too. You can you can do two five star reviews. <laughs> Maybe I can. Maybe, yes, you, yes, absolutely. And so uh, thank you for listening. And uh, we look forward to our next episode in our client series. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast, where your wealth matters. Be sure to check out our social media channels for more great content. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and be sure to rate the show. We definitely appreciate it. And don't forget to share this episode with someone you care about. 
Join us on the next episode where we continue to uncover the financial tools, strategies, and the mindsets that maximize your wealth.